Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? This is John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. is up everyone hey john for our listeners in israel Spain, all over the world welcome back to another exciting edition of six degrees of schwarzenegger do you think roadhouse translates yeah i think it's globally i think it's a universal love language (laughs) 100 percent amazing we are so excited to have a guest with us kevin will you please introduce our guest yeah this is my uh longtime co-worker rick uh, also, longtime fan of the show. It's exciting to have a a, a guest on who Very knows nice that human. much about all these same type of flicks. Welcome, Rick. Thank I, you, thank you. Glad to be on board. Looking think, forward to this episode. So, Rick, you grew up around Atlanta as well. Yes. And you, John? Yeah, I do. Atlanta. I like, did I feel indeed. like. So we were all watching TBS, and there was like a limited selection of films right. they were running mm-hmm. on heavy rotation. So that's I think where we all get the same frame of reference. Uh-huh. Yes. Like. Every weekend, Beastmaster would be on once, and Roadhouse would be on once. A whole shit ton of John Wayne movies. Yep. Charles Bronson. Bronson yep. flicks. Rocky 2 and Rocky 4. Right. Not Rocky 3. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know why. They didn't have the rights to 3. They only That's had so 2 and weird. 4. They didn't have the original. So bizarre. Um, um, so, yeah, we're talking about Roadhouse. And before we get kicked off here, Rick, I wonder if you could tell us. You were just sharing with us your your sort of breakdown of this movie. Roadhouse. Yes, to me, Roadhouse is the quintessential 80s homage to the Westerns. Okay, yeah. It's the sleepy Midwestern small town. Right. You've got the bad guy who either owns the town or owns everybody in it and thinks he runs everything. You have the drifter who comes in, hired gun, to try to clean up the place. Definitely. The hot chick, inevitably, that he will run into. (laughs) His sidekick, which we will get to eventually, who comes along. Yeah. And you've got all these great side characters that just add to the story. Totally. Like to the, me, the it's town like drunk type, all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Comic to, relief characters. Yes. To me, it's like a great dinner that you don't cook often. Right. But it's like all these ingredients, but just top it with some extra cheese from the mm. 80s. And you, like I said, you don't eat it often, but when you have it, you absolutely love it. You yeah. Might, you might feel bad. Afterward, you, might have that, you, you, might, you will regret it later. You might have that agita right after, but man, you, you love it anyway. If I had been exposed to this movie at a younger age, I could have written about this movie because I did a class in college that was all about West, the Western genre, mm-hmm. and we had to write about a newer movie that was a Western. And I wrote mine about Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. Which is also another one where it's like the outsider comes to town and he cleans up this town. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, even more so, is just like on the nose, like a western. I mean, even the characters' names, like all Wade and every yeah, everyone. Brad Wesley, Tillman, Dalton, 
Dalton, yeah, Garrett Dalton. Dalton, named after Dalton, Georgia. Hey, apparently. Yeah. Carpets of Dalton. <laughs> there was another, another TBS, TBS staple. Exactly. And uh, what, the other one, gallery furniture? Hey, ask for the Wolfman. <laughs> no, ask for Donna. Oh, my God. If you... If you know those commercials, you are our target audience. Welcome. They were on every fucking TBS commercial break. <laughs> Carpets of Dalton and gallery furniture. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, what even happened in the first episode? Well, I'll, I'll run us back a little bit. There's right. Not a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really, honestly, nothing. Um, we got Dalton, who I guess is like the world's biggest badass bouncer slash cooler um, we get a character named Tillman who approaches him at his job and says, hey, come work in my bar because it's a mess. So Dalton drops everything yep. at the drop of a hat and drives across the country to start working at the Double Deuce in Missouri. Yep. Um, and he runs afoul of, well, he doesn't even run afoul of anybody. No, quite he just yet. observes that whole first night. And yeah, that's it. The yes. bar is, is rough and rowdy. There's a lot of fights, some crooked seeming business going on in there and he's like all right i'm here to clean up this town and then uh yeah we've met some characters there's like the bartender the hooker with the heart of gold type yeah carrie and the blind guitar player cody who's a buddy of his from way back some shady bounce other bouncers and stuff like that shady bartenders and then he rents a room from emmett he rents a room on the farm yeah he's uh it's actually an amazing apartment. Yeah. I would like to live there, same. actually. <laughs> I, I would live there in a heartbeat. Okay. Same. We're all on the same page. Yes. Big time. Um, and, that, and that picks us up. Like like you said, not a lot happened in the no. first section of this movie. So we're back at the Double Deuce. They're getting ready to open the bar. Uh, Tillman is showing like the blueprints. He's revealing his plan to revamp the club. Uh, he says he's spending a lot of money, and that's why he's brought in Dalton. The best damn cooler, whatever that means, in the yeah. business. We're still not sure what that means. I guess it's like, yeah, you cool down the heated situations, yeah. I suppose, right? But he he did mention earlier that he'd come into some money. Right. And he's mentioning it again, and we don't really know what that means. Like, if some, he, did someone die and he inherited some he's money? He's seeking or? every bit of it in the double deuce. Yes. Is he hiding it from the IRS? <laughs> Is he also, like, sort of shady? It does seem there's, like, not another great watering hole in this town right so i guess there is a market for that um yeah he, he tells them all that dalton's in charge now and whatever dalton says goes uh <laughs> dalton is almost never not smoking in this movie have you yeah. know, did you notice yeah. that yeah when he first gets out of his car when he arrives at the double deuce he's smoking smoking later on this had to be like towards the end of the era where it was acceptable to have, like, your hero just be smoking to look cool. Right. Yes. You know? But Swayze does look cool smoking. Did you buy it? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I think so. May have been a year or two or so before you started having all the lawsuits with the tobacco farmers yeah. and everything where it became really taboo to smoke. Yeah, I don't know when that real crackdown started happening, but, like, yeah, lawsuits and yeah. it was no longer whatever, uh, kosher. So, first order of business for Dalton... <laughs> Is he fires Morgan. No, Terry Funk, no. <laughs> That's Terry Funk, yeah, pro wrestler. He tells Dalton he's a dead man. Yeah, I like I like Dalton's lines like, you don't have the right temperament for this trade. <laughs> he's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. The first moment we saw Morgan, he was like heaving someone through the doors. Yeah. Um, it, it's beautiful because he's like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Dalton looks at him and he's like, it's always barber college. <laughs> uh, poor Terry. There's he, a nice little stare down 
a nice little stare down between the two. Like that we know that these two are like going to throw down at some point. Yeah. Um, Dalton tells the waitress who has no name that she's also gone because he saw her dealing drugs earlier. Yeah, we never yep. see her again. Nope. So bye. Yeah, I feel like she also sort of tries to give a little shoulder, a little shoulder chuck. <laughs> yeah. She walks by. Yeah, definitely. Like, imagine if Dalton had just decked her, <laughs> kicked her in the back of the head, roundhouse kick, <laughs> ripped her throat out. <laughs> Dalton drops that iconic line. It's from now on, it's my way or the highway. That's good stuff. Is that a, oh. a phrase that goes back forever? I I don't know when I first heard. We should it, look up the the etymology of my the way phrase. or the highway. We'll, we'll Google that earlier while the pizzas are cooking. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so Dalton says, you know, people want to have a good time, and they're not going to come to a place like this to have a good time. Like, this is just a slaughterhouse. Right. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah, too many 40-year-old adolescents, <laughs> felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. Does he have that, does he have that whipped up? Is that on a note card somewhere he wrote that down? No. He's been doing this for years. That's like yeah. his go-to line. Yeah. No one improvised trustees of modern chemistry. No. I like the term power drinkers. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Like that, 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 yeah, that might be livers. appropriate. Yeah. yeah um, the staff seems like super-duper skeptical that things could ever change here. Dalton tells him, you just got to follow my three simple rules. What are they? Number one, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Which, which kinda, is, that's yeah. two. That's, that's two, two right there, right? Yeah. He's already cheating. Um, uh, yeah, number two, take it outside, never fight in the bar. Yeah, unless it's absolutely necessary. That's a solid rule. Yeah, I like that's that a good one, one right? Or protect the establishment. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And number three, be nice. Even if they call you Come a on. cocksucker. <laughs> be nice is, is said eight times in this scene. Right. Like, no matter what, yeah, be nice. Uh, apparently, Swayze is kind of like this whole enlightened guru yeah. vibe yeah. that he has apparently is like what he really was like I buy it and that's, yeah. that goes back to what we were talking about in the last in the previous episode is I think that that's that's the draw for Swayze it waves through all his characters it's yes. like that's the real deal like yeah. he was he's that he's authentically dude. that way he is simultaneously badass and then also sort of cerebral I had read an interview with Sam Elliott where he was talking about how hard it was to lose Swayze because like he was that guy like beyond being just like good looking and a good actor and physically gifted and all that stuff like he was a true gentleman and had this aura about him no, like that's, a, yeah. yeah that's hard like a true yeah just a amazing dude who knew more than everyone or knew isn't it the thing of like you're in on something that yeah. everyone else doesn't get yet or something like that he's an expert on the human condition <laughs> he's a, he's a student of human moves. Exactly. <laughs> um, to quote whoever that was, was that Color of Money? I don't know. Student don't of remember. human moves. I think it was. I think it was a uh, Fast Eddie. <laughs> Jackie Gleason. Yes. No, no. Uh, Paul, well, Paul. Paul Newman. 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 Yeah, 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 student yeah. of human moves. Um, we got the one brash bouncer, Steve, who yeah. we saw earlier, like hitting on underage girls. He's sort of being a smartass through the whole thing. Mm. Um, I like Dalton. He's like, say he's completely cool and calm. He's like, no matter what they say to you, it's not personal. He's like, what if they call my mama a whore? Is she? <laughs> Swayze, Sway, I would say Dalton, but Swayze is great at playing like the cool customer. Yes. Always. Right? Yeah. yeah. Never phased. Um, so Dalton tells him, you be nice until it's time to not be nice. 
and, and I'll let you know when that is. He'll let him know. He, that's, I feel like that's the cooler's job, I think, yeah. is directing yeah. traffic. And then it's at this point that he sort of delineates what the difference is between bouncer and cooler. It's like, okay. basically, yeah. he's the general and everyone else is a foot soldier. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Now, later that night, things are, it's a calm night at the Double Deuce, right? Right. Things are kind of chill. Denise, Few and far between. Denise is eye-fucking Dalton. She is thirsty. <laughs> she is all about Dalton. I said she's about to, like, slip and slide right off that chair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Dalton, uh, he spots Steve sneaking a couple of underage girls in past the big guy, Jack. <laughs> I love Jack. Jack's amazing. Jack yeah, exists awesome. for no other purpose except for to like speedily like get through some exposition. This is what's yeah. happening. I That's feel like he's also like quick on his feet though when it comes yeah. down to the fighting. Like yeah. he's like he moves kinda pretty agile. Good. He moves pretty good. I don't know if he, I don't know him from anything else. I can't, I can't do, think but of he anything. had such a look about him, like a, a presence on the screen. But I love he's working the door when Steve's girls come in. Uh-huh. He's like <laughs> they hand him the ID, but he looks at it, and he's like, This is Sears credit card. <laughs> <laughs> It oh is, my God. It, it's amazing. That counts. Let them in. <laughs> They're friends of mine. Yeah. Dalton spots like the head, I guess the head bartender. It seems like this guy, Pat, pocketing money. Who who we, we've we recognized from subsequent watches of this movie as like a poor man's Paxton. He's, that should have yes. been Bill Paxton. Uh, he, had even, he looked like yeah, Paxton. Yeah, it looked very much like him. Um, it sort of, I feel like it fits in with Dalton's vibe that he's like content to like just sort of, for tonight I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not like here to try to run over there and bust things up. It's like when uh, when your teachers in school had observation and like the principal or some shit uh, would come in and sit in the back and it's like, just do what's normal. You just do whatever's normal. Mm-hmm. We'll be back here. No one could concentrate. Is it weird that this dude like, well, really that Steve and Pat both are like just doing their regular dirt like right away? Like, they're not, like, trying to be on their best behavior for a minute. I don't think they care. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to what you said when you said when Dalton was first explaining, you know, as he was taking over. Like, they were skeptical of him, so they don't think anything's going to change. Right. And they don't, like, they're not afraid of Dalton? No, they're like, he's just a name, you know, the legend can't be as big as what we've heard. (laughs) Exactly. They they also thought he'd be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) We got a drunk woman who's hopped up on top of one of the little tables, and she's started to dance. That woman was hot, dude. Yeah. There's no yes. shortage. There's no shortage of talent in this movie. No. Like top tier. Like I don't know. I no. I don't know, man. That that girl had it going on, but all the girls in the movie have it going on for yeah. me. And I'm usually not into that '80s aesthetic as much. Yeah, no. But this was working for me. Whereas I grew up with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of my past. Wait, we talked about Bloodsport. Um, what was her name? Cindy or not Cindy? No. Uh, um, do you remember, Rick, the main girl in Bloodsport? What was her name? Janice. 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 Yes, Lois you, you, you liked her look. You were okay with it. I was because I, I, am, I know I recognized that that was the yeah. look. Were you in? Did you think she was hot? I thought she was very good looking. Okay, it, it I fit just, more into an older '80s yeah. vibe where she was a professional, but she still had the big hair, the blonde hair. It still just fit the. 80s. I could never see past the '80s aesthetic with her. Yeah, just that, like, like uh, when she's first at the kumite and her hair is like all done up, <laughs> but it's only on one side. Yes. it's huge. She's the, like she's like clubbing, pimps herself yeah. out to the head uh, bookie, <laughs> to head bookie. <laughs> Duke's my man. <laughs> Amazing. You could fight it. You could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Dalton signals to the one bouncer, Hank, to go over mm-hmm. there and get her down off the table. This we morning. like Hank. I like Hank. 
Hank seems like the one who's like the open-minded, like young grasshopper. Doesn't yeah. he look like a young Chris Cooper? Dude, Ooh, yes. that's a good call. I was I looked him up because I'm like, this dude's uber familiar, and he had not done any other movies. He that looks, I had when knew I about. first saw it, I was like, is that? I had to look it up. I was like, is that Chris Cooper? It should have been Chris Cooper. Yeah, that would have yeah. been awesome. Um, it, anyway, this dude Hank, he goes over, he tries to take her down off the table, and the boyfriend shoves him. Of course. And and Hank wants to fight right away, but Dalton gives him the look, like, nah, we're not fighting. Like, just try again. He goes over there again very politely, and the dude, like, pulls a switchblade. <laughs> Excuse me, sir? <laughs> it's hard to be afraid of a dude, like, wearing a Hawaiian print shirt. Like, right. He looked like a bad, like, stand-up comic or something. <laughs> his kind of, his look. He had yeah. the curly, like, I don't yeah. know if his hair was permed or if that was real curls, yes. but yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Dalton comes over, and he disarms the dude and, like, puts his face right through the table. Just... I guess that that, like, and I'm wondering, there's there are a few times in this movie where I feel like Dalton sort of breaks his own rules. Like, he didn't go over there being nice, and I guess this yeah. was, he's was trying to show not them. to be nice anymore? He, exactly, he's trying to show the guys, like, this is one of the times where you've done what I asked you to do, and it didn't work, yeah. so now I'm stepping in. Was it really breaking the rule? Don't start anything in the bar. Yeah. He went over and finished it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would say when a, when a deadly weapon comes out, that, then it's time yeah, to shut it down, I guess. Go. Um... But then he like he yeah he asks a couple of the bouncers to carry this dude out. Then he like gentlemanly like helps the woman down off the table. Right. You know? He's like full Swayze seduction mode. I feel like he was giving her like the eyes. I just like how st- all the did you see that? Did you see that? Like stunned by what they just saw. Yeah, right. Yes. Dalton's moves. Tillman is looking on. He's very impressed along with everybody else. Who is that guy? We hear like yeah the the people off camera. Who is that guy? And then we got uh, Cody up on stage. The name is Dalton. Amazing. Hey, nothing wrong with his hearing. No. <laughs> well, one of the bar, one of the bandmates, like leaned in and whispered something in his ear. So it must have been like a Dalton just yeah. like clean this dude's clock Anyways, or something like that. He has announced his presence with That's authority. Amazing movie moment though. The way like the camera pushes in on Dalton's face and then it like a close up of Denise pushing it on Denise's yeah. face. She's just oh, like, it is great. It's she's a great sequence. As, as high as her level for Dalton was, it just went up even oh, further. Yeah, oh my god, he's dangerous too. Well, she's obviously into that. <laughs> So uh, then we cut to Steve is making it <laughs> with a girl yes! in the st- oh, with like yeah. a girl in the stock room on top of like a case of beer. She's or something. making it with the champ. <laughs> He's gonna make her her reg- his regular Saturday night thing. That's what uh, every woman wants to hear. I mean, you're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing thing. Gross. And, l- and let's say this is one of the under underage girls that yes, came in with the Sears credit so card. Gross. Under twenty one, perhaps, right? Yes. But maybe over eighteen. We hope. Yeah, I would hope over eighteen. Yeah, but, but Steve is like Steve. 30-something. Right? I mean, we've seen, and me and you talked about <laughs> yes. it, watched it. We've seen this vibe since the beginning of the movie with the girl at the beginning. That's his vibe. And That's his, his vibe scene. is those younger women. Uh, Why is Steve getting butt-ass naked for what can only be a quickie? Yeah, like, he, she he, had the right idea. She he, had the her skirt hiked up. He just and, doesn't like the feel of clothes <laughs> while he's making it. Dalton like, Hard shut, to concentrate. Dalton tells him he's fired. Uh, he's like, I'm on my break, which is <laughs> I like that line. It's <laughs> unfair. Yeah. If if true, he has a point, and that was never mentioned in the rules. I guess maybe it's a, an accumulation of like misdeeds. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Well, now we cut to it's closing time. Closing um, time. Dalton is also calling out Pat, the bartender, for skimming. Yeah, costing the bar 150 a night. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. That's Imagine, a lot. I mean, on top of whatever tips and, like, your actual, like, legit income. Yeah. yeah. So he fires him, but Pat 
He says he wants to hear Tillman tell him he's fired. Yeah. Which Tillman does, but he seemed like nervous. He, about he was a little it. uneasy about it. And Pat's like kind of menacing. Are you sure? Leaves. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Pat was played by this dude named John Doe. <laughs> which I don't know if that's a stage name or not, because he was like the front man of this punk rock band called X. I still haven't listened to any X, but I tried to check them out. I mean, they sound very generic punk, but they were really early in the game, like mid seventies. Okay. Um, their first two albums were on Rolling Stones, like top 500 albums of all time. So that's awesome. I guess they're cool. He had a weirdly groomed mustache. Very weird. He had like a wide gap shaved in the center. (laughs) Like the see anti-Hitler. That, see that rat? <laughs> see, that, see that mustache yeah. coming in, rat? Yeah. Prominent. It, it also amazed me in this scene to show Dalton's acumen. Like, he walked up to him and he's like, you're skimming six shots a bottle, drafts one every ten. So I was like, you had to be either be watching him like a hawk all night, or if you just done this long enough, uh-huh. where you know exactly what somebody's skimming off the till. I love that that's like Dalton's, like, preternatural gift is being just the best <laughs> bouncer the best bar well, yeah like the, the best cooler in he was the also game. a philosopher as we'll find out later <laughs> yes. but it's like yeah he yeah it's interesting it makes me wonder like was lincoln hawk's gift arm wrestling he, just <laughs> was, he, was, he was born he was a born a natural born arm wrestler a natural born trucker and arm wrestler <laughs> some people just find their lane literally this this scene with Pat though is like the one that makes you question like how is this not Paxton? Yeah, he looks like Bill Paxton. Yeah, totally. And they were like he would have been Paxton would have been age appropriate to crush this yes. part. I would have just loved to have seen that, but maybe Rowdy maybe Rowdy was unaware of Bill's greatness. Oh man, yeah, he was kind of new on the scene by then. He probably mm-hmm. had weird science. Had probably yeah, been outside. He was in he was in Aliens. Yes. Oh yeah, he crushed it in Aliens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Terminator, or not Terminator, he was in, well, he was in Terminator. Right. He was in Predator, <laughs> he was in Predator 2. Right. Yeah, this would have been in his, maybe this was too small of a part I was about to say, maybe, maybe he yeah. was like, you know what, I'm just too busy. <laughs> yeah, did you think about it? He, he would have been a known commodity at the time. So. Yeah, I feel like Aliens really, like, blew up past yeah. his spot. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, Tillman, Tillman's very happy mm-hmm. about how the night's gone down. Dalton warns him like it's gonna get worse before it gets better. He's like got he's always dropping wisdom bombs on yeah, him, yeah. you know. So Dalton walks out, he finds his car, the old beater. It's like all fucked up. Flat tires, busted windshield. I like he like he laughs it off. This is like old hat for a yeah. legend like Dalton. Finally that like the car thing is making sense now with the tires yes. and, the, and the getting the shitty old shit box or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, like, um, taking off his jacket. Time to get to work. Dude, imagine, though, changing four tires at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. <laughs> Brutal. Yep. Agreed. Um, he needs to, uh, yeah, that's just rough, man. Don't think there was any AAA in Jasper. Mm, <laughs> no, not in 89. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now, we, we're at Brad Wesley's mansion across the river right. from the farm, and it is popping off. Yeah, so yeah. We, we were talking about this, that, like... A, Across the water, Dalton's, like, getting on, like, his 3 a.m. reading in. Right. What time is it? Well, you figure, say the bar closes, let's say, conservatively, 2 a.m. Right. So well, then you got to go there out until... and change all your tires. Right. Then go home. So and by like... then, he's into the reading. So it's, I'm thinking closer to 4. 4 a.m. I got I, That's, I was, we're all on the same page. It's got to yeah. be about 4 a.m. But I, I love that some somewhere the party was happening, and then they all <laughs> let's ended go to up the pool. back at brad wesley's yeah. house i don't understand like this makes me wonder what makes wesley tick like he just likes watching people who are a generation younger than him party i guess at his yeah. place like because 
It's sort of like Shredder in Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Lamenting his wasted youth, living vicariously through the young age. It's, it's a weird vibe going on. He's in there when, like, the hot... Did he have the hot pink robe? Yeah, is he has the, the hot scene? pink terry cloth bathrobe on. <laughs> Amazing. He's got, I think, Denise on his arm. Denise is on yeah, his arm. Like, I love this guy. Oh, the big guy, Mountain. Yeah. Yes. How, that dude was tall. He, was real he had tall. to be, like, 6'8 or something. Yeah, he had moves. Dalton is, like, watching this. He seems amused. Yeah. He was reading Legends of the Fall. Great book. Jim Harrison. I never read it. I love the movie. Yeah, Jim Harrison's a great writer. Um, if you've never read any of his stuff, I recommend A Really Big Lunch is the name of the book. Because the okay. guy was like a food fiend, like <laughs> huge, big time, and it's it's really really good. He's got. I noticed this because it comes up over and over again in this film. He's got the the top button of the jeans unbuttoned. Just yeah. Dalton as he's. I mean, which I guess is relaxation mode. Yeah, yeah. But it happens a lot, like four times in the film. He's like just chilling with the top button undone. It's just. A, it's all I, just why? Why are you? I don't know. I don't know. Like I. I, I he wasn't working like in denim. Yeah, he came know. home and put know. on his denim, his <laughs> reading <laughs> denim. <laughs> his PJ denim. No, he's not his PJ denim. We know it's sleeping not his denims. That's right. <laughs> oh, you're right. He doesn't sleep in those for sure. <laughs> Why um, do we know that? Because <laughs> cut Stay to tuned. next morning, Carrie has just let herself in. She's coming on up into Dalton's living quarters. <gasps> with the, she brought him some lunch. They know each breakfast. other. They know yeah. each other two days, and she's like <laughs> snooping around trying to find him. To <laughs> yeah. exactly like it's odd. Dalton, she and should, Denise should battle for him because she's obviously so into Dalton as well. Right, <laughs> right. Now Dalton's place is truly amazing. Like the river, the windows overlooking the river. Yeah, I love that. The drawback: no privacy. Probably. Emmett's down there, like, dicking around at the crack of dawn. Moving hay bales, yep. yeah. Like feeding, feeding the horses. Feeding exactly. the hogs, whatever. <laughs> um, but Carrie's brought him some breakfast. What time is it? I was thinking, he like... Was, if I, he was... I was thinking that if he went to bed at 5, that yeah. him sleeping until 9 or 10 is probably about right. Yeah. Okay. And that's a that's a short night of sleep. But, yeah, that seems the latest, it, or the earliest it could possibly be. Now what? What's her game? She's over here trying to score, right? Did oh, she I come over so. here to try to sleep with him or to to flirt with him at least? I think she came because we need some exposition. <laughs> he would, he would, the uh, need, the filler you mentioned in episode one. Not only did he need breakfast, he also needed to know some <laughs> some, some stuff. plot. Yes. Apparently, Carrie Ann had tons of scenes cut out of the movie, is what I read. Okay, like that she sense. had an actual arc. Yeah. Because as it is, yeah, you she's an exposition machine. Yeah. Um, now Dalton, fully nude, mm. gets out of bed and mm. walks over. He pulls those jeans back on. Right. Carrie is like ogling him. Oh, There's not a lot of ass like that in these parts. One guesses. <laughs> I did. I love that they went for it. I, went, yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. the woman writer or not, because like her facial expression is just like she's like like she, a horny dude yeah. in, in Porky's or just something, this you know? audible gasp. Of just like yeah, like oh. that ass, that ass. <laughs> that ass <though. laughs> um, why is Dalton doing this though? That's what? like you'd get in trouble if you exposed yourself to your um, your oh, subordinate. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Would not. I feel like a Dalton time. again the eighties. Yeah. And Dalton, I feel like is an exhibitionist, which we'll see pay off a few <laughs> times in the film here. But I think he's like, yeah, that's a weird thing to do, just to act like it's nothing. Like, like he, this probably, you just met. he probably doesn't even really think about it, maybe. maybe. It's all part I of think the he knows she's into thing. it. Yeah, just, that's what I'm you wondering. You know who you he's are, like, you're comfortable with okay. it, and this is who I am. If you objectify me, that's on you. <laughs> so, 
Dalton asks how she found him. She says it wasn't hard. And then she makes this like facial, like there's a double entendre there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or, you know, uh, it is a plot hole, right? Like, how did she find him? I have no Ask idea. Around. Maybe she asked Tillman. Do you know where Dalton's staying? He's over at Emmett's farm, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They say in screenwriting class, like, the best way to cover a plot hole like that is to draw attention to it. Like, right. have someone point out, like, isn't this a plot hole? And then it's like, then the audience is like, oh, okay, they're aware of it. It wasn't hard. Okay. Well, would, she, would she be into him enough to follow him home from the bar that night, find out, and then mm. go back, get some breakfast, she and then come the next morning? Him. Yes. <laughs> that, would have, that would have been a sinister arc for, for Carrie Ann. <laughs> Carrie Ann, the bartender. Um, I don't know, but Carrie Ann tells him, like, he really shouldn't have fired Pat, the bartender, the night before. What? Um, he asks why, and she says, you know, for whatever reason, she doesn't give an answer. She's like, you just shouldn't have. Again, there's like he's You're sitting on some sinister element. He's chilling with that top button on buttons. <laughs> he wants to let the pubes breathe. Let them breathe, baby. <laughs> I don't know why, but she says she just feel, gets the feeling like she's looking at a dead man. That's such a weird yeah. line. It is yes. weird to, bizarre. It's weird to not give him all the information. Like you're just hinting at the fact that you should be nervous, right? But I'm not going to tell you why. Yeah, like the information that gets divulged later on mm-hmm. at the double deuce. Like, why couldn't she mention that in passing now? I don't know. I Maybe. don't know. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's she a definitely lot. knows something about the town that he doesn't, and it's almost a warning. They were like, like rationing out the yes. information, yeah. I guess, right? So later that morning, question mark? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Brad Wesley is driving his like cherry red Mustang 5.0, the fucking the Vincent Benedict special. <laughs> yeah, that was like the same car. Same car. <laughs> He's driving down the country road there. He's runs up on like an up, oncoming Dalton. Mm-hmm. Driving his car, he runs Dalton off the road. I mean, he's just like weaving back and forth. Everything about him still. He's yeah. got the fedora, an ascot. Except for like a Sunday morning drive, I guess. Yeah. Singing "Life Would Be a Dream," shaboom. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like not. He's not listening to. That's another thing is that several times in this movie, I feel like he sort of positions himself as from like an older guy from another time, like we were talking about a moment ago, like living vicariously through younger people. Maybe he's like still listening yeah. to music that was popular. Like doo-wop music or whatever. 30 years ago. The the bit doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I get what, from a storytelling perspective, it's like this dude does what he wants and he just expects other people are going to get out of his way. Right. Yes. It's a metaphor. What if Dalton had, like, just bailed and let the car run head on into (laughs) Wesley's car? I mean... He would have got out of the way if it was a big rig, right? He would have. He would not have been weaving if it was an eighteen wheeler coming in. Fucking hawk! (laughs) That would have been the moment. That would have been amazing. Uh, I don't know if he'd have noticed though, because he wasn't really. He was kind of looking at the sky as he was singing. I do feel like this. I mean, we talked a little bit, but I feel like this movie definitely like takes place in the Lincoln Hawk in the over the top universe. Yes. Um, it feels like a sequel almost, like just the whole the vibe, the energy of the movie. Even if it doesn't, I'm putting it in that universe. Yeah, it, that's where it exists. <laughs> so now. could Brad Wesley be like part of Jason Cutler's army? <laughs> that's genius. I love it. <laughs> Brad Does, Wesley doesn't seem like running, he's got goons in every he's town. Running, yes. He's running that Midwest. <laughs> the Cutler uh, trucking. The Midwest uh, section of the Empire of Cutler trucking. I that's why I started feeling like, you, yeah, I guess you couldn't have had this. But wait, what if uh, now... It would have been sweet if like it had been Lincoln Hawk to come in and clean up this town. <laughs> but no, arm wrestling, that's the only that's all he knows is arm yeah. wrestling. He doesn't <laughs> it drive truck, break arm. <laughs> break arm. <laughs> drive truck. Yeah. That would have freed up Swayze though to have been uh 
Tango. Yeah. And Tango and Cash, which would have been rowdy. It would, that would have sold that movie much better. I that movie would have been 100% uh, better without Stallone anyway. <laughs> so Dalton, he's taking his... Dalton... He's taking his, like, beaten-up car to the garage that's next to the Double Deuce. Right. Which prompts me, what time is it? He's waiting there for the garage to open. Is it not, like, late morning already? Well, I mean, if it's, like, Saturday and place doesn't open until 10 or Sunday, doesn't that open until right after to you guys? church. It could be a Sunday. Like maybe, maybe 10 or 11. Yeah. And it's, it's a small Midwestern town, so maybe he knows I don't get a lot of business early. I'll open when I open. It's my business. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's got to be nice to be, like, your own boss in that way. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't feel like I, I, I'm sleeping one off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, red party's hard. Definitely. Oh. Dude, red red gets off at, like, a townie bar somewhere across, like... <laughs> He goes to the small one that we see later in the film. Yes, exactly. The double deuce is in the background, and it is massive. Yeah. Like this huge sort of, like, it had the look of a barn or, like, a field house, you know, yes. or whatever. But apparently it was only two walls. The, the two <laughs> walls that we see are the only two walls. There was no backside. It was just, like, built. Open. Like that. I loved that, That's dude. awesome. They said the same for the for the auto shop. Is like, it was just the front-facing wall. That's cool. And that's it. And then anytime they're inside, it's, you know, uh, whatever, on the soundstage. So now, uh, Red rolls up, he hops out, he tells him, you know, fixing this car is going to cost more than what the car is worth. Right. Uh, so, Dalton tells him, fix it anyway. I got money to spend Red. <laughs> He's got money burning a hole in his pocket, I guess. Listen, Red. He's making what that car costs basically every night. It's, yeah, pretty much. He's pretty afford- sweet, dude. It'd be yeah. awesome if you drove a new car to work every night to confuse everyone. Mm. So this guy, Red West, the, the mechanic or whatever he is, is played by Red Webster. Right. Who was tight with Red Elvis. Webster. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me. He's he like was like the, part of the Memphis Mafia. Yeah. Like he grew wow. up with Elvis. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Like That's, that's so badass. Sweet. It's also nice to just get cast where you're like, just make my character's <laughs> name the same as my name. Like, I don't have time to answer to another name. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> uh, Red asks him how long he's going to be in town. Yeah, Dalton tells him not very long. It's like that Western thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just here to do my job, and then I mosey on to the next town. Uh, oh wait, but Red says, "Well, I, I said the same thing 25 years ago." Yeah, what happened? He said, "I got married to an ugly woman." <laughs> Don't ever do that. It just takes the energy right out of you. Yeah, I like that's that. amazing. I like that's that. Dalton asked him, "Like, why didn't? Why did you stay?" And he says, "Well, my wife left me for a, a man uglier than she was. <laughs> Someone uglier than she was, and that and that he fell. Red fell for running that business. Mm. So that's kind of do you cool. buy that, or is he just like trapped here in this? Town? I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that after she ran this? off, that he's probably like happier. Maybe that's his zen place. <laughs> you know? Be, yeah. yeah, I see it. Uh, I do. That was a hilarious scene. It's complete filler, right? Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with anything, but it is funny. Well, the banter, it's like the conversation with him and Emmett is is some of the most interesting dialogue yeah. in the movie. And then similarly, yeah. his interaction with Red is it's like it humanizes the in a movie that's otherwise bonkers. It's totally yeah. bad shit. Well, it's like even the way the conversation started. He's like, you know, you the new boy from the Double Deuce. Right. You want to put in a standing order now, or just pay as you go? Like that's standing so order funny. for fresh windshield, you know, or just yeah. you know, yeah, for whatever parts you need, Amazing. let's go ahead and put the order in. It can be easy to get a windshield for a '65 Buick. Yeah. Like no. just you don't have that in stock. No. Um, now, Brad Wesley and his top goon Jimmy come in. Then Red gets uncomfortable. Right. So, again, now, where were they driving earlier? Like, was Wesley was going to pick up Jimmy, I guess, to come back and shake down Red? I suppose so. The busy morning. <laughs> it's just, yes. 
Uh, but they were partying at Wesley's house at 4 a.m. So that's what I was like, he didn't crash there. It's like, does everyone live on the compound? I don't. I got I the impression that Jimmy lived there, but maybe not. But it is weird to be partying at 4 a.m. and then like we got to go shake this guy down tomorrow morning. Now I'll come pick you up. <laughs> yeah, I'll come pick you up at 11 sharp. <laughs> but if Wesley is who he is, shouldn't it be the other way around with Jimmy yeah. coming to pick him up? Maybe Wesley. I don't know. Maybe Wesley just likes to drive. He has his. He has his thing. He has his schedule. Shaboom. Shaboom. <laughs> So they introduce uh, Dalton and Wesley meet each other. Yeah. Wesley says that he hopes that Dalton is going to clean up the double deuce. It's like, but we get like this like peak insincerity. Yes. It's yeah. like he doesn't mean this a bit. Um, now Dalton and Jimmy stare each other down as Dalton's going to leave. Like Jimmy, the 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 camera staying on Jimmy's face and sort of like panning uh-huh. across. That looks sexual, right? He was eye fucking. <laughs> Dalton, like, as hard as anything that Denise was doing. Well, we may learn more about that later in the movie. <laughs> but it's Jimmy. another, like, the dudes are fixated on Dalton. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the guys in town are. Uh, Emmett is, I feel like, too. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. And we'll, we'll see later on. And now, as Dalton's gone, uh, Wesley says, well, Red, beautiful day, isn't it? It was. It was. <laughs> so we get there's some, like, animus yep. there. Yeah. Um, back on the farm. Emmett is like watching Dalton do a little bit of Tai Chi out by the riverside. Right. Uh, Again, this is Swayze's Zen vibe going full yes. bore. Emmett was also surprised, I guess, to check out that nice bins that was hidden under the tarp. Right. Which, mm-hmm. where was the bins when he rolled? I don't, he's got two cars. It's not easy, like, to get them shifted around. He rolled up on the farm, I you know, in the no old beater, idea. and I don't know where the bins was at that time. Yeah. Hidden somewhere. Yes, yeah, <laughs> snuck out in the underbrush. He pushed it down the driveway <laughs> in the dark. The shot of Dalton like doing his Tai Chi flow, like that was a long shot. Mm-hmm. It was like lingering for how short the film is. Like they just really like I You gotta give the people what they want. Yes. I also Especially feel like Emmett, because he was locked in. He was locked in. Emmett was <laughs> feeling was it. Locked. This is probably though how women feel watching movies when like the <laughs> the lingering shot on women's physiques, yeah. you know? Like so it's it's telling yeah. to us that it makes us feel like a little bit like, why are they lingering on his body so long? I've but told, women feel that way probably all the time. I've told you, and Rick, I'm sure you're familiar by now. It's like my grandmother wa- watching Bloodsport and the long scenes of Van Damme like stretching <laughs> and doing his shit. She was, she loved that. She did, did not get it. Did she watch Roadhouse? Oh, yeah. That was another. She yeah, had a, she she loved, had a yeah, Swayze crush. She, but she would talk about how he's like, he's got a nice physique. Uh-huh. But it's not as nice as Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> few few physiques were. I know at the um, time. So, and now across the river, Wesley comes rolling up on this ridiculous three wheeler. He's like he's sort of scoffing at Dalton, watching him from a distance. Uh, the whole thing is so weird. Yeah, three wheelers in general are weird. He like smirks and like laughs to himself, like. <laughs> I don't get it. Young people doing shit. Three wheelers have to be the most dangerous like way to get around, other than maybe like a a motorcycle. I can vouch for that from my youth. Those things, if you got off kilter, you'd get a wheel off and just if you. Because I mean, we used to drive down the road at fifty or sixty miles an hour, no helmets, nothing, just flying down the road. If you fishtail a little bit, you're flipping. You're you're gone because there's no balance with that wheel being off. (laughs) I mean, it's centered, but you know what I mean. Off center, you get that back one going one way, and it's gone. You're. Your my toast. my clavicle it, hurts and <laughs> and just broken listening. Does Wesley it. have nothing better to do than tool around on a three wheeler? <laughs> Correct. Okay. 
He already did what he he shook down red. His day is, <laughs> his day is done. wide open. Now as it's as uh, time. that's right. As Dalton's finishing up the routine, like Emmett looks hot and bothered. Yeah. Like he's like, Whoo. like, like he's wiping the sweat yeah. off his brow. Like, wow, <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. Well, later on at the double deuce, uh, Pat and a couple of goons have come there to sort of threaten Tillman. Yeah. So another recurring thing that bothers me. In in this movie, and I'll talk about it more than once, is like just the laissez-faire way that Wesley's goons are dressed. Yeah, they're, they're all like, sort of mismatched yeah. motley crew of yeah. fuckers. It's like, like you got a you got a pure redneck, and then a dude who's like business casual. He looks like he's coming from dinner at the club or yeah. lunch Wait, at the wasn't club. Wasn't Tinker wearing like the caterpillar? Yeah, like, caterpillar. Yeah. He's got the suspenders on, and, and meanwhile, like. Pat is dressed basically in like the same shit Dalton's wearing. Yeah. Um, Dalton walks in on this. He wants to know what's going on. The tall dude, O'Connor, fucking killer voice. Yeah, his voice is crazy. Amazing. The actor's name was Michael Ryder. I don't know him from anything else, but amazing voice. He seems to be in charge. He says, Tillman may own the bar, but the, all the liquor that he serves is come from Brad Wesley. I <laughs> um, <laughs> like, furthermore, Pat doesn't work for Tillman. He works for Wesley, who's his uncle. And who's... Is he paying him, or is, I like that we is get Tillman the, paying him? I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. It's like... He's skimming, which I, I assume some of that skim is going so is back like, to Wesley. I'll sell you the liquor, but as part of the deal, Pat works you for you. got to employ my nephew, who's going to skim from your till. I like also we get to... He says, Pat McGurn. That's his name. It's like, okay. Pat McGurn. Thanks for that last name. <laughs> sure. The, from the... The Jasper McGurns. The McGurn yes. clan. <laughs> I don't know. But Pat says, I'm staying, and you're the one that's going, Dalton. And, and then he pulls out a big-ass knife. Pulls out oh. Rambo's knife. Yes. First blood. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I said we were watching. Yeah, the grooves so like to, on one side. It's like to just, cut through the barbed wire. Like, what, where'd you, where'd I feel like, uh, like Kurt Russell and Big Trump. Where'd you get that? Where'd like, you get that? <laughs> He starts, like, Pat starts talking all types of shit and slashing at Dalton. Like, he's escalated to, I'm going to kill you yeah. now. Um, Dalton's is just sort of parrying away and, like, dodging the things. But he he calls him Chicken Dick. Chicken Dick. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. That right? is the first and only time I have ever heard that term. I wish he called him Cloaca. <laughs> Tinker is, like, off to the side doing that little, like, kissy mouth. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like some deliverance shit. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know, but Dalton, he quickly disarms Pat, punches him right in the face, and then Roundhouse kicks him through the, like, <laughs> office window. Amazing. Pat's face was all bloody before the punch hit. Right. Well, you know, yeah. it is what we'll it let is. It fly. This, all the commotion, draws the attention of the other bouncers. Now the other two goons jump into the fray, who are more, like, hand, they're good with their hands a little right. bit more than Pat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Although Dalton, he's easily handling O'Connor. Right. That's when I think Tinker maybe picks up that knife and slashes. I, see, I feel like, like he pulled a smaller he, knife. Well, right? he first, first he walked up and threw a roundhouse right that just connected with Dalton as O'Connor had him. Tinker did? did? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Just, I mean, laid it to him. Tinker's good. like put some heft behind it because he also laid out uh, Tillman right. with that gut punch. Yeah. Right. Well, there's there's going to be a little heft when you're 450. <laughs> <laughs> but he slashes Dalton's side. With the knife. Uh, Dalton seems to be kind of holding his own still, mm -hmm. I feel like. Now, he and O'Connor go backwards through the broken window, right. over the railing. Uh, Dalton knocks him out. A couple of the other bouncers come in, and they take Tinker down. I like that Tillman runs over with some bouncers to like take care of his shit mm -hmm. in his own place. 
And I appreciate the fact that, like, Dalton is bleeding a lot. Yeah. Like, usually in these things, you get slashed with a knife and there's just a little spot of blood. But, like, his blood is all over yeah. O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not sanitary. Yeah. They get escorted out and then Dalton also, like, silently kind of leaves. Does Dalton just instantly know that, like, this is a wound that requires medical more attention. care than I yeah. can give myself? This, this is a little more than his stitch work. Because he didn't really look at it or anything. He just knew. Yeah, he I think he could probably tell by the amount of blood. He's been sliced enough times. Probably tell by the amount of not blood. Not his first rodeo. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so now we're at the emergency room. Uh, we got the foxy doctor, Elizabeth yeah. Clay. She's looking over some other patient's chart. She enters the room where they've got, like, Dalton sort of with some bandages pressed to his side there. I had read that... Um, Annette Benning was supposed to play this part I read originally, well. um, but then she got like let go. I don't really know why, and they brought Kelly Lynch in. But this Kelly Lynch, she spent a month apparently hanging around, like shadowing in an ER, learning how to. It's like that's a lot of research for Some this movie. <laughs> for this movie, though, it's yeah. kind of like so it's just serious <laughs> actress. I feel like they tried to make Kelly Lynch not hot. I feel like they tried to dress her down. They, like, they put glasses on her and they put they pulled her hair back into like a braid. Uh huh. But you can't hide like she's got it going on. Yeah. Yes. She's a pretty lady. Dalton has brought his own medical records to the party. <laughs> right. <laughs> now she looks. She says, "Ah, you're a bouncer." Was that in his charts? Probably. Does it like? Do you put occupation? Maybe. I can see occupation being in. Okay. There. Yeah. Again, he's got that. The top button of those jeans is unbuttoned. Why? No one asked him to do that. Maybe they I didn't say, sir, knew, take your shirt off and unbutton the top button of your jeans, please. I've known people who have an allergic reaction to that to the metal of the Shit. jeans button. So really? they would have to put like tape or something on the inside of it. Maybe uh, that's Dalton's deal. <laughs> Maybe that's his part of his backstory. He's like, I get a, I get a rash. <laughs> I don't know, man, but. Dr. Clay says that the double deuce sends a lot of business to the ER. Right, of course. And Dalton sort of says, I'm here to change that. She says she's going to add nine staples to his list of 31 broken bones, two gunshot wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four screws. I I don't really know about medicine, but I don't think you know before you start stapling how many staples it's going to be. No. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Maybe no, I she's look, just oh, that yeah, that's good. nine staples. Although, if all the business is coming from the double deuce, maybe there's been a bunch of staples. I was going to say, she, might be, she, she might be just that good. <laughs> she she's knows a Dalton of small yeah. town doctors. She kn- Tinker's knife requires nine <laughs> staples, always. <laughs> I love it. Uh, she goes to give him a local anesthetic, which Dalton says he doesn't want. Yes. The, yeah. I was just amazed at the size of the needle and uh-huh. the hypodermic needle. I mean, the thing was. It's a local injection, so you're just right. hitting the spot where the wound is. Right. So the this massive. thing could have taken down a horse or a cow. The massive syringe, massive like <laughs> uh, amount of I, anesthetic. I, I might have been even with the pain I would have been in. I might have been like, no, I'm good. Thank I, you. I wonder if if the the real one, the real life one, just wasn't as imposing. I think on screen. Yeah, you need something, uh, that, that's a good you need something yeah. that reads on screen. Yes, it's got to be still, a fucking shot. It's got to be huge. <laughs> right. <laughs> More drugs. Uh, he says he doesn't want that shot. She's like, do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. Oh. What? I guess that's philosophy. This yeah. shows how deep he it's all, is. It's all part of the zen. All right. I don't know what it's about. Is he trying to keep like his body like a drug-free temple? Maybe so, Could so he be. can keep a clear head. Or just trying to oppress the doc. Yeah, I like that when she says, you always carry your medical records around with you. He's like, saves time. <laughs> He He's might have a, been trying to press it, because there were a few little looks between them uh-huh. well, during I will this say whole that the, scene. The chemistry... 
in this scene between the two of them is good. You like this? I one? like the scene. Okay. This scene in particular. The rest of the movie, I'm like, uh, but this Not, scene yeah. is great. Now she says, "Your record says you have a degree from NYU." What? Fucking what? <laughs> That That's is not something you put in your medical chart. That is records. not in the medical chart. No. No fucking chance. She wants to know what he studied. He says he had a degree in philosophy. Yeah. She's like, do you study anything in particular? And he's like, just, I was interested in man's search for faith or some shit like that. Yeah. That seemed to get her motor running, though. Wow. Like, he's, yeah, he's talking about that stuff. She asks how he wound up a balancer, and he's like, just lucky, I guess. Fucking, that's not an answer. That's not an answer. That's not an answer to that question. It's but. not at all. Is he here to, like, try to save the world through bouncing? Like, through being the best bouncer? <laughs> like, one club at a time? Like, that's just his natural gift. Well, yeah. Maybe it's like, that's that's the way that he feels that he can connect with the human condition the easiest. You're exposed to a lot of different people yeah. or some yes. shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. The worst and best of people. <laughs> I don't know. She, she admires the stitches that he gave himself earlier in the film. She's like, oh, good, like, good whatever. Good stitch work, I guess. But she's like... Do you ever win a fight? Nobody ever wins a fight. Mm, deep. That's yeah. Also, yeah, that's deep. a fucking eye roller to me. <laughs> that's line. philosophy. He's just quoting the syllabus at this point, just like <laughs> reading down the syllabus of, from college. Like he just says sort of douchey things to like try to sound more enlightened than yeah. the next guy. It's like kind of like awesome. how Twitter is. He's trying to show he's more. Than, <laughs> trying to show he's more than just a fighter. There's a brain in there. That's right. She finishes up the staples, then he's like just. Invites her to come check out the double deuce and like what have a cup of coffee. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, he knows what kind of place the deuce is. She knows what kind of place. Does he just want to like That's show it. off roundhouse kicks? <laughs> That's a strange flex. I thought was like that does not seem to be her scene. Like, why not? There have to be yeah. restaurants. One in nice town. restaurant in town. Mm-hmm. And she's already expressed it because she's like, they send a lot of business my way. So right. she absolutely knows what the double deuce is about. Does, There's yeah. got to be a killer steakhouse in town. Oh, yeah. For sure. In Kansas City? Come on. Yeah. Now, <laughs> she goes to walk out and she turns back and it's like, for a bouncer, I'd have thought you'd have been bigger. Bigger. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Dalton yeah. chuckles. He's like, I've never heard that before. They're getting it's mileage like, out of that. They juice. are really they're getting they're milk from that. that it's like a, not the thing you'll necessarily want to hear from you, like your love interest. No. <laughs> But I thought any- you'd be taller. <laughs> I wish you were taller. <laughs> I wish I was a little bit taller. I wonder what will happen between the know. doctor and, and Dalton. With that romantic, that sexual tension you could cut with a knife. That's where we'll leave you. <laughs> that's where we'll leave you, dear listeners. <laughs> we'll be back. <bye. laughs>